Okay. John Moxley is back. <laughs> Yay. Um, he, as we all know now, took some time off for alcohol treatment uh, rehab facilities. And we, of course, wish him the best in all of that. John Moxley back in, in AEW, back in GCW even. He's still the champ. Uh, he, won, he won. I don't know how much of a smart idea that is, honestly. And I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah, he should get as far away from the as human It's not even that. Like, and I, and Let me tell you why to, I said that. Okay. I need, I need to clarify that. Because, again, I'm not trying to disrespect GCW. I'm really not. But that kind of environment for an addict Bad. is everything you don't want. And that's part of the reason why I say that. But the other reason is... Dude, I get it. Like, you want to get back to the grind, but I, I, to me, the best thing for you, I, I know you don't want to stay at home too much, probably because that could probably trigger some some relapses. But take a break. Like, I know you just took a break because of being in rehab and all, but take a break. It's fine. It's okay. He should only do AEW for a little while. I think so. Especially like, dude, you're a, you're a father at this point. Like, a good-looking wife. Definitely does. Have some fun there. All right, <laughs> Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on John Moxley being bad? Do you think it's a bad idea that he's also back with GCW? So I'm gr- happy to see that he made it through. He's good to go and looks in great shape still. And now he's back on AEW television. Um, so I'm going to say, like, you know, maybe it's not the best idea to push yourself too hard. But you could hear in his promo, it's not like pro wrestling created his drinking problem. I mean, he started young. That's it became a problem, and he noticed it was becoming a problem. It's like because there's no reports of him getting drunk and going to the ring. It was nothing like that. But I think he reached a point where he was like, I'm drunk all the time. I have a problem. When you have an addiction, the honestly the best way to beat it especially early on and early on can be anywhere from 6 to 12 months is to keep yourself busy is is it good for his body probably not is Renee happy about it probably not but she trusts him to not get hurt out there seriously to where he won't be able to help provide for his daughter and care for his daughter and bond with his daughter But I think staying busy might actually be the best thing for him because if he's not – if he doesn't get bored, there's not – there's an extra reason not to drink because that's kind of what happens with with addictions. That is true. You start, you're good. It's been a few weeks to a month and then either you get bored or something stressful happens or this, that, and the other. So stay immersed in what you love to keep yourself busy while you continue to transition because, I mean, this is going to be a lifelong battle for him. That's what addiction is, but it gets easier over time and you need to stay busy, you know, whether it's five years down the road or not, you need to keep yourself busy real early on because it doesn't take much. Well, here's my question, and, and again, only John Moxley, and we're going to talk about Moxley and Booker in a minute, but only John Moxley knows the answer to this, 
But with the and, and I swear on everything I love, I'm not knocking because I'm, I'm I'm sounding like a like I'm knocking the hell out of GCW like they're not good enough. Like I'm an ECW fan. I have I have no moral standards. Don't worry. Um, but there's no denying that GCW is a little reckless, a little crazy, a little wild, a little little off the beaten path, right? To me, they are, for now, at this moment, kind of the modern-day ECW. Do I think that's what they'll become in the long run? No. Because I don't think you can ever recreate that. But that's a different topic for a different time. But one thing that ECW is known for, sadly, is alcohol and drugs ran rampant through that locker room. We saw so many ODs, so many near ODs, so many people... uh, it is a miracle that any of that roster is left with us. It is a miracle. Because as an ECW guy, I've, I've went and studied the history, and it was an absolute madhouse of drugs and chaos as far as the behind-the-scenes go. Uh, now, believe it or not, Paul Heyman is not a drug user. Was never. So the madman was was the straight guy. But I worry. He had a different drug. And and McCarthy. Yeah, it's called lying. Uh, <laughs> uh, and McCarthy, am I overly? Because you know, I, you know, I'm a John Moxley guy. I've always said that. Uh, uh, am I? Am I? Am I being overly concerned about the fact that him being around GCW and being the world champion and being the guy that kind of carries the banner a little bit, besides Nick Gage, of course? could be a serious issue to his sobriety. It all depends who he surrounds himself with there. If he goes in, does his job, and gets out, I don't think it affects anything. Um, But if he gets seriously hurt or continues hanging out with the wrong people on the GCW side that maybe don't have his best interest. Like, I don't want to say they're terrible, but you know, the AEW locker room in that respect does have John Moxley's best interest in mind. Like I, I, I don't follow a lot of the GCW guys, um, but I could see one of them, maybe not really trying to be a jerk about it, but this is what one of them one of the GCW guys does, goes out, whatever, invite John Moxley, and then it's a problem. But you're not going to see that in AEW. But I don't know. You don't hear stories of GC's, GCW's locker room as much. I know they're close. They have to be to do what they do. But are they going to have their best interest in mind and say, oh, I was out with John Moxley, try to make a name for yourself? Or are you going to have John's best interest in mind? I think that, that deeply. Concerned about him hanging out with GCW right now. This early in recovery, uh, I, I I am deeply concerned about. It. Now I'm not saying in a year he couldn't do it, but I'm saying right now this fresh. Yeah, I'm not deeply concerned. I'm not deeply concerned. I am a little bit concerned. Um, we'll just have to see where it leads. Um, and you know, there there's guys that I'm sure are at least in GCW that can take care of him and can look out for him. If he, you know, I'm not saying he can't look out for himself, but I'm sure there are at least some guys that, given the situation, 
can be there to keep an eye on him. So we'll see how that goes, but I, I, I'm a little bit concerned like you are. Not not deeply, but I, I'm in the back of my mind, there's a little bit of concern. And, and I'm not trying to give a character assassination to the roster. Of no. But I'm just saying that not everybody, not everybody, <laughs> and it's okay, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but Nick Gage might be like, John, you do what's best for you. I'm going to do what's best for me. So if I'm going to go have a few beers, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying I think you could be easily triggered in that situation. I'm not saying that anyone has malintent. I don't believe that at all. I'm sure that I'm sure that Brett Lauderdale, the owner of GGW, has gone, hey, well, guys, let's, let's, let's keep an eye on John. But I'm sure there's some guys in GCW, because there's just guys like this in life, that go, I hope he stays clean, but I don't give a damn as far as what I got to do. And for that matter, even Tony Khan. Like, I'm sure Tony Khan has even probably taken a little bit of liberty in making sure that his talent yeah. is taken care of. I, I hope that Brett Lauderdale and, and Tony Khan have had a deep conversation regarding uh, John Moxley's GCW status. I really do. All right. Now let's talk about the fact of what Bully Ray said. Let's get into it. Uh, Bully Ray, if I let me let me sum this up as best I can. Uh, let me make sure I'm being correct here. He said that John Moxley should apologize to the fans of of AEW, maybe even GCW too, or just fans in general for his for his you know kind of abrupt exit. Is that correct? More or less, yes. I'm trying well, to I'm trying to pull up the actual quote. McCarthy, uh, am I am I getting that right? That's pretty close to what he said. That's that's the gist of it. Okay. That, right, so that, I, so that I have, he. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You got it. I got the quote. Uh, he started off by saying, "I did enjoy that they start off with Moxie. They came out with a bang. People were ready for it, and Moxie said what he needed to say. However, I would have liked to have heard just a little bit of accountability from John. I understood the whole demons thing." And we always use the word demons as a creative word to get around the real issues, whether it's an alcohol issue, whether it's a drug issue. And he makes a joke. In Tommy's dreamer's case, it's an eating issue. Everybody has some kind of demon that they have to get around. But Bully continued, we have our demons. These demons got the best of John for a time period where he had to step away from AEW. I would have liked to have heard him say a bit of an apology to the AEW fans. You don't have to apologize to the boys, even though the boys do count on you, but any one of those guys and gals could have the same problems that you did. And trust me, I came up in an era where a slew of men and women had their demons. Bully clarified that I'm sorry wasn't necessarily the exact phrase, but Moxley should have endeared himself to the crowd if he felt he had let them down. He said, the fans expect a little bit more from you. What about the fans that bought tickets to CEW and John Moxley while John was away? Taking care of his problems. I'm very happy that he left and took care of his problem. And he looked incredibly healthy last night. And I love everything that he had to say. I just would have loved to have heard a little bit of accountability. I don't know if I'm sorry is necessarily the right word, but maybe endear yourself a little bit to the crowd. If you felt you let them down, this is coming from me, the hard ass of all hard asses. All right. <clears throat> Uh, you want me to go first? Get my thoughts on that. You guys can go first if you want to. Yeah. Sure. Um, I have great respect for Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, Dudley, whatever we're gonna call them. Again, ECW guy, uh, a guy that comes from the old school. 
He's kind of one, he's one he's one of the last of the old lineage. You know, he's learned from the Terry Funks of the world. So I have great respect for him, but he's another vet that what an awful take. John Moxley, in my opinion, doesn't look. I get real upset about people that take their ball and go. I was crit- I'm critical of Stone Cold for doing it, though he apologized, and I'm critical of CM Punk for doing it. But I also acknowledge that John Moxley, CM Punk, Stone Cold Steve Austin, whomever it may be, they don't owe me anything. They don't. They owe me if I pay my money and they're at the show, they owe me the best show they can give me. That's what they owe me. That's it. They don't owe me an explanation or a sorry or a because mental health is more important in my view, and so. Is an explanation nice? Sure. But to act like it's owed or act like he possibly let anybody down? No, that's the last thing that John Moxley needs right now. I'm sure he probably feels badly. Because why wouldn't you? But for him to sit there and say that, you know, he should, you know, had kind of acknowledged it. Why? The, per- the people that... that really should get an apology or an update or a, here's what's happening is his wife and his kid. That's about it. That's about it. We're not that. And no one is more proactive to the fans' rights of knowing, hey, what's going on here than me. But I'll be damned if even I, who, like I said, I get critical of CM Punk because he took his ball and went home. And, but I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and go, you owe me the explanation. Would I have liked it? Perhaps. But no, they don't owe us anything. They owe us, if they're on the card and we pay the ticket, they owe us the best performance they can give us. That's it. I think that's a bad, out of touch uh, view. In my, 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 that's my, my perspective. What about you, McCarthy? Uh, so. I'm with you, man. John Moxley doesn't owe us a damn thing. Why should he have to apologize to us? Like you said, family, that's who he needs to apologize to. Probably his boss. Those are the those are the people he has to communicate with. He needs to tell them what's going on and stay in communication during the process. To come out there and posture. Like, because he was trying to stay in complete John Moxley character while cutting this heartfelt promo. First of all, in a kayfabe way, do you want to hear John Moxley say, I'm sorry to the fans for one, because yes, a lot of the things he was said were true. A lot of the things happened in his life and led to these demons, but he was still trying to be, John Moxley. I can't do it as well as Justin Roberts, but I tried. So he's trying to have this heart to heart with the fans in character in the ring. And you want him to say, I'm sorry. No. And of all, of all people, of all people who knows so many people we've lost along the way, way too early due to their demons. Why in the hell are you even insinuating 
that John Moxley should have apologized to the fans. First of all, card subject to change. Sorry about your luck. His health is more important. Two, he took a stand, realized he had a problem, and now this will create a ripple effect over time of when a wrestler has a problem or Joe Smo down the street has a problem similar and like this, they can have the strength to go to somebody, get help, because that's really what this boils down to. Did he, does he owe us an explanation or the whole story or a sorry? No. He did more the way he approached it than a simple I'm sorry would have done. He can be inspiring to people wrestling with those same demons. Say you just got to take a break, get help, and keep going. And I think that's so much stronger than, I'm sorry I was gone for three months. Like, it's it's not even, I don't see how this is a conversation. I don't know why Bully Ray, of all people, would say it because he's had friends that have been lost due to the demons that they weren't willing to admit to have. I wish a- that, I wish that Chris Candino and Bam Bam Bigelow would show the same courage that John Moxley showed. And those are two of Bubba Ray Dudley's locker room mates. ECW. I wish that uh, I I wish that and he's alive, but he'd have a better he he would have been a better wrestler and a better person had a better career if he could accept the fact that he has problems. I wish the Sandman could accept the fact that you drink too much, that you've let the character overcome you. I wish Ric Flair could accept the fact. That you drink too much. Here's one that just kind of got released, Road Dog. Yeah. If Road, and you know, and he's he's admitted over the years he yeah. had a problem, but if he's, he could have found a, a way to get uh, control of those problems quicker, he could have had a way better career. Yeah, and I, and I mean, he's all of him. Don't get me wrong, but you know, maybe he's a world champion if he's. I think undoubtedly. Uh, so. My thing is, like, and I love the old school. I, I praise it every week, day, month, year. Second. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but one thing that has to change is that old school mentality. If John Moxley or or whoever, and, 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 and you know what? I'll even say that maybe I need to adjust my standard. Maybe I need to adjust my standard on CM Punk a little bit. Maybe I need to adjust my standard on Stone Cold a little bit. If they're having a problem mental health-wise, alcohol-wise, drug-wise, if you need to take a second and go, take a second and go. Because I'd rather have three months of no John Moxley than we just listed off a ton of guys. Uh, like I said, Chris Candino and Bam Bam Bigelow, triple threat members of the uh, ECW. Shane Douglas is the only one left. And Shane Douglas isn't 60 years old. And neither would Bam Bam or Crispy. Nope. And they're not here. We can't ever see them again. They can't get together and, and, and have a reunion. Because two guys had serious demons. Shane Douglas did as well. He went to rehab. Uh, 
we we have watched Jeff Hardy literally go out to the ring and screw up his moment with his childhood idol, idol Sting. Probably in some ways because he felt like I got to go out there and perform, even though I'm in no shape to do it. Uh, we, if John Moxley needs six months, I don't care. I'm tired of watching people die. Uh, because this business is loses too many people anyway. Uh, you know, I talk about the fact I love ECW. Google that locker room. A third of them are dead. And it wasn't that long ago. It, it's, it's the saddest thing you've ever seen in this business. And it's, it's a sad business. Um, so I get where Bully Ray is coming from because the old school mentality is you carry on. You find a way. The problem is carrying on and finding a way is killing people. And maybe not. Maybe not anytime soon. But... We found a way to carry on with concussions and drugs, and, and all these people are dying. They're dying. Because we can talk about, well, this person didn't contribute this, or, or Hulk Hogan's this, or Ric Flair's that. Once Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan are gone, who's left from the 80s? And it's not that long ago. Who's left? In ECW, once Shane Douglas dies and Sabu and Sandman and Dreamer, who's left? That's I listed off five guys there. That's about all you got left. There's a few others I'm leaving out, like Raven. But I mean, you know, and I, and we can talk about everybody's contribution some other day. But damn it, one thing's got to stop with this mentality. And I love the old school. The wrestling needs more of the old school in actual wrestling. We need less of the old school in life because, damn it, we're, we're down to nothing because we just choose to carry on. It, because you can't tell me that the reason that all these deaths and these suicides and these overdoses isn't in part, in part because the wrestling mentality is you better find a way to carry on. You got who? Who cares if you got a concussion? Who cares? Who cares if you got a drinking problem? You got to go out and perform. That's killing people, and I, it's sad to see Bully Ray be that way because usually he's in touch. Like, look at your guys. Perry Saturn doesn't know who he is. That's why we don't ever see him. Perry Saturn's taking too many headshots. He has dementia. Vampiro from WCW, same thing. You got to get. We got to stop this. Perform if you can. You don't owe me anything. All right. You want me to go now? Sure. <laughs> so I'll say this. I don't necessarily agree with the comments by Willie Ray. I'm in the I'm basically in the camp with you guys. Here's the thing. I, I do think a little bit of this is getting blown out of proportion way more than it should. I don't think it's a terrible take. I think it's a okay take taken badly and said badly. I think what he meant to say and what he actually said are two different things. Because I don't... Th- First off, he does say that he, he didn't necessarily 
think that I'm sorry or that he should apologize is necessarily the way that he should have gone. But I'll, I'll throw back to something that McCarthy said, and I think is something that he was trying to say that he didn't really get across in a good way. McCarthy said that he basically went into full John Moxley mode this entire promo, correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's where Bully Ray kind of took an, not took an exception, but felt like he maybe could have changed it up a little bit. We've seen Roman Reigns, and you know, it's tricky too because Moxley's at this point, I think it's probably what, a heel? I don't know what he is. I don't even think John knows. He's kind of a tweener, but I think when before he left, he was playing more on the side of a heel. Maybe that's where he's going with this. So it is a little bit of a tricky road because you don't want your heel coming out going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I feel like he was trying to say, in a way, make it more personable. Because, yes, he, he went through his life story. He went through how he's battled these demons for so long. But... In terms of his relationship to the fans, I don't think he... I think Bully would have preferred that it was made a little bit more personal to them. And maybe it was. And honestly, like I said, I am more in the camp with you guys, but I think I understand where he was trying to go. He just did a bad job of getting there. Here's the thing on that. And you're, and you're right. He doesn't owe them anything. I don't think even Bully Ray was trying to claim that he owed them an apology. I also don't think that John Moxley, for lack of a better term, doesn't love me. I think John Moxley loves us fans. Well, and that's that's oh, part yeah, of the problem sure. too. Is I don't know if Bully Ray just doesn't realize that that's John Moxley's personality. I like think- we saw him on Stone Cold podcast. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. He's a different cat. He doesn't really get he gets energized, but it's a different kind of energy. And I think that's the problem is you've seen guys like Roman Reigns who comes back from leukemia. You, you get a more personal side because you know he starts talking about my name is Joe and stuff like that. I think that's where the disconnect came for Bully is you're not really getting that from Moxley except you are because John Moxley is John Moxley. And I think he maybe for some reason thought there's a little bit of a difference and maybe would have preferred a little bit more of a more personal, like, man, I, you know, I feel bad. I I wasn't able to be here for you guys. Not I'm sorry, but I'm back now. He kind of in a way said that, but he kind of didn't. Just surprising that Bully Ray would misjudge so much because... Bully Ray's a smart guy. Knows you know, you're absolutely right, and like you know, he knows his business backwards. Like you said, you you know, you you appreciate and re- I watch or, or I listen to Busted Open almost every day on my way to work. So I, I've I've heard his comments before. I've listened. I didn't get to listen to this particular show, but I, to me, that's where I feel like the disconnect became because I saw it's, it's a terrible take. I don't think it's a terrible take. I think it's a bad take or, or it's a it's a take taken wrong. It's said wrong. I, I understood where he was coming from, and in a way, I did kind of agree because it was like it was too much of the hard ass John Moxley. But the problem is that's who John Moxley is, sober or not. He, he's that's just his personality. That wasn't going to change when he came back, and I think that's where you saw a little bit of critique from from Bully Ray. Well, 
Uh, I'll let you have the last word on this, McCarthy. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on We just gave you a lot to unpack. Go ahead and talk about it. Well, I mean, so I think that's given Bully Ray the easy way out, saying he, he it, it came out wrong. Okay. And didn't come out wrong for me. And this isn't like a big issue for me. I haven't been stewing for days over this. Oh, it, I don't, it's yeah, a topic and we're going to talk about it. But if I can elo- oh so eloquently get across to people, like Travis said, what Bully Ray meant, not knowing Bully Ray personally, not listening to the show, only reading the quote and going, oh, okay. That's a problem. Like in his train of thought, he should be apologizing to John Moxley because he made a kerfluffle and it came out wrong. Do I think he should apologize to John Moxley? No, I don't. But in his way of thinking, the way this quote goes, now he owes John Moxley an apology in this way of thinking because he couldn't get his words out right. And he's paid to be a professional. And he's paid to do this and help educate the masses about professional wrestling. So doesn't he owe us an apology in his train of thought? For so misconstruing it that the normal wrestling fans that aren't plugged in have to come ahead and say the words better for him. It's an issue, and it should be fixed. I'm waiting by my phone for them to call me. For Give them, me a shot. For them to call you. All right. Oh, there they are now. Hell Yeah. Glad you're here, bully. Glad you're here. All right. So CM Punk is doing this long-running feud with MJF. Does anybody care anymore? Of course nope. not. Because they've milked it for everything that it ever had when, in terms of worth. And then some. I think the big issue is, is that, yeah, it's the Wardlow situation. That's taken over the storyline. Yeah, because they want to see, to see him destroy they... MJF. And that's what the fans are interested in right now. Yep. So you need to like punt real quick and get this feud over with because can't just all of a sudden have Wardlow and MJF wrestle each other. Like, yes, break them up, take some time, do your MJF stick, and then make it for a bigger show. But it's it's time to punt and start moving to that feud a little bit faster and get out of the CM Punk feud because no one cares anymore. We cared at first. It's some great promo battles. Now it's taking too long. The fans want to see Wardlow give MJF his comeuppance, which means you know the Wardlow stuff's working because they so, so badly want to see him destroy MJF. We all do. And I think it was egregious that Wardlow lost that match. And I blame MJF, Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman. And I blame CM Punk for not saying in the back, nah, you should win regardless. Has yeah. he lost yet? Who? CM, CM Punk? Punk? I didn't think so. No. I haven't been that completely caught up. I took a break. Sorry. Good. <laughs> All right. 
Roni King is in AEW. Mr. McCarthy, I know yeah. you excited about this potential uh, move when we started to get the tea leaves. Talk to us. Dude, this is going to be epic. It's going to, I can't wait to see who else joins the House of Black. Brody King is an absolute monster and a star, just presence alone right there. And I know you guys haven't been as plugged in, but then when they wrestled last week, oh my God. I did watch they that. They got, oh, you did see that I, with the new entrance music I, and I coming the out you and I saw that and, match. And I, oh my God. Dude, that Woo. presentation is ridiculous. Like, I got chills. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, damn. We're, we're, we're this cooking is with the sweet. peanut oil here, boy. Because, like, I'm trying to do work and watch wrestling at the same time. And I'm like, wait, what's that? And then the music really starts to kick in. I mean, it gives it a whole, like, ambiance of horror. And it's awesome. What's your what's your Brody King AEW dream match? <laughs> Lance. That's who I was thinking. Yeah. Lance, like, hands down. That's Brian cool. Cage after that. But Lance, like, for sure. We can't get Brian Cage on TV. I mean, that's fair, but we get a couple more big dudes around. Maybe it'll be all right. I was thinking Adam Cole. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, the, the two brutes going against each other, but I always love the ones where it's the smaller guy against the bigger guy. Because, you know, especially when it's guys like Adam Cole or Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, like, we saw what Daniel Bryan can do with Brock. <laughs> I think I think that uh, Brody versus Darby Allen would be something to see. That would be interesting. Extreme. <laughs> Extremely unfortunate for Darby Allen to be at his own funeral. And I'd like to. See I mean, I those two ever get in the ring together. I say ever when they get in the ring together, I totally see. A couple of guys from dark, maybe like 10, so way more than a couple, sitting in a certain <laughs> spot in the front two, three rows, and um, Brody King throws him from the ring over the ropes, over the barricade. Like, that'll <laughs> totally happen. Like, Darby Allen is crazy enough to do that, and Brody King is big enough to throw him that far. Just to branch off for just a second, did you guys see the uh, the exclusive they posted with Sting and Darby Allen? to think that like i mean that's high praise for darby that he's gonna be running a lot of that like that kind of surprised me a little bit oh i i think that uh i I think there's darby reminds me so much of jeff hardy there's so much more to jeff hardy than just what we know there's so much more to darby than probably just what we know and frankly there's more there's not now the good news is for darby allen it's better than unfortunately jeff hardy but and because they're all Jeff Hardy, Darby Allen, and Sting are all similar. Yeah. They all started out mysterious, and then as we keep going, we learn more and more about them. And now we know everything there is to know about Sting, except he doesn't know what year it is. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he had a silver dome moment. Yeah, that's all right. He said 2002. And, and he was like, well, what'd I say? Yeah. <laughs> what I say? Uh, hey, Mode, give me a break, damn it. He did say it's an easy mistake to make. I'm getting, he, just, you know, he just wrestled, so yeah. Um, he's a grandpa for I, crying out loud. I, uh, you know, they can take their shots at the old Hulkster. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> they weren't taking shots at Hulkster. 
Well, kind of, because uh, his, his Bischoff's idea is what booked that bullshit in Star K-97. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's where that all comes from. Uh, look, as bad as as bad as payoff that was, it worked. It was the highest grossing WWE they ever had. Yeah. So, be a Brody King, man. This is <laughs> this is gonna be we got fun. Some, we got we got something special to talk about this year with Brody King. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about it. And it's not often the three of us are excited about the same thing. We all three get excited about wrestling, but it's very rare when the three of us go, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's over either. Like like Ed McCarthy said, like, who else is going to join the House of Black? And, I mean, I think that's two people in the same faction that we all agree on. Yeah, pretty much. So, it's I guess rare. you're right. Let's it, see where it, it goes. And I love awesome. where Pac we, we is We like trying. to argue. We, we, we like each other, but we like to make each other mad. Absolutely. That's why we Sometimes. have a hard time going out to dinner. So, if you haven't seen the show before, welcome to the show. Well, like going out to dinner, but we usually get kicked out of the restaurant. Yeah. All right. It was just that one time. What do you mean usually? I told you to put your pants on. I'm sorry. All right. It was it's, fun. It's, ba- it's bad enough that they got two handicaps kicked out of the restaurant, but then to add it on with what you did, it's just just disrespectful. Yeah, I guess I didn't Look. have to go into that person's plate at the end. Look, just because we can never go back to that exact establishment Not doesn't mean we didn't have a good time. It's all right. It's all right. Remember when we TP'd that White Castle? <laughs> so, okay. What? With that. D- didn't happen. Didn't happen. Maybe. 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 Mm. With that, uh, any other. Oh, yeah. Things? I kept yelling, my family built Blarney Castle. The hell was your castle? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. Something like that. It's, told, it's a little you, fuzzy. I told you I was going to drive. So, what? Are we, are we going to drive? Well, you can. Oh, that's true. So, uh, before we take a break, any other thing, anything on AEW you want to touch on that I didn't get to touch on or didn't put in that I should have? Let me know, boys. What do you think? I'm excited to see Pac back, and it's going to be one hell of a feud with Malachi Black and Brody. Because he got misted in the face. Oh, I missed that. That stuff stinks. No, no, I'm saying, is he really going to stay blind? No, no. He in the last pro, the last video package he did, he revealed that he wasn't really blind. Okay, sorry. I've been. He I've was been just. Blind. He was I just using that. the blindfold to increase his meditation and anger towards the House of Black. I mean, more specifically, Malachi Black. But you get you get the point. Do people still yeah. love Hook? Yes, I love Hook very much. So <laughs> I love Hook. Like that is. It, I can't believe Brody that was King even a quest. Oh God. Brody King versus Hook, yes. Sure. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more of the uh, more recent WWE news. Could we see um, a certain gal with a bad reputation coming back to the WWE? We'll talk about it in just a moment. Remember, you're watching To the Turnbuckle right here on Scoreman Network and He'll Turn Wrestling on Facebook.
Oh hey there Bruiser Nation, raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right, pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good.